0: I wanna talk to you. I wanna talk to you. Just wait. wait. Yes, yes, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever it applies to wherever you are. Good people, welcome back to Rockstalks Radio. On WBCA 102.9 FM Boston Boston's community radio station As always to remind you Rock Talks Radio is brought to you by Children's Services of Roxbury And um, I'm, I'm your host Harry Harding Vice President of Innovation and Strategic Partnerships For Children's Services of Roxbury Always a pleasure to join you And I hope you are Pleasure to join us As we uh Unpack what is always a very important Vital Subject on Rocks Talks Radio Um, You know for those of you who have tuned in Before you know that Rocks Talks Radio is a extension of Children's Services of Roxbury's Webinar series that is hosted Regularly um, that invites Community leaders uh, from across uh, The spectrum really across industry Uh, We've had political figures We've had uh, media figures, we've had just community leaders, business leaders, um, influencers in and around the area of the area, come on that webinar platform and talk to you, the community, about how we dismantle systemic racism, how we break those very poisonous and um, limiting, and you know, pick your favorite adjective that describes. The destruction of um, parts of society. And uh, the the webinar series, Rocks Talks, uh, was formulated and um, initiated shortly after the death of George Floyd, uh, just a few years ago. And, you know, it's um, the aftermath of that, you know, tragic death. There emerged a very concerning and equally intense climate of questions around what's happening. Why do we continue to see these horrible incidents of police brutality, of racial injustice, of, you know, just horrible treatment of members of the community and you know, there's a narrative that these tragedies are centered and firmly located in communities of color that the Black Lives Matter movement made very much its mantle to stand on and to to talk more and to and to be more visible and to be more active and this narrative around people of color being brutalized, and I, I don't, you know, uh, always like to. Um, uh, I would say sometimes it's very easy for me to steer away from um, controversy and from um, negative thoughts and and um, just spewing what I what I would say is just rhetoric that is harmful. But I have to say that it is not just a narrative. And I firmly don't believe that. That's me speaking as Harry Harding, not speaking as anything else or representing anything else. That's my true belief that it is far more than a narrative, that it is a reality. And that George Floyd's murder is not just a incident that is localized to... That Minneapolis community, but that there are many names like George Floyd, the Breonna Taylors, the Freddie Grays, the Ayana, uh, was it uh, Aisha Tyler, I believe the name is. Uh, I mean, countless, countless names, you know, Michael Brown. You know, and I know that all these names have context and there's all kinds of circumstances that make them different. But the reality is, even if you took away those names, even if you took away those incidents, how many others are nameless? How many other times has there been a person of color who has been victimized by either an agent or a law enforcement, a law enforcement or by another community citizen or by another institution or by another, just another example of it. And that's again why I say that it is not just a narrative. It is not just something that is um, part of a political movement or something that we say, uh, again, Black Lives Matter is something that is, you know, been associated with a, again, a certain ideology and a certain movement and a certain organization. I mean, it's so much more than that, right? And again, that's why. Again, I, I'm, I'm firm in my belief that it is beyond a narrative. That it is again, is a reality. That racism, the poison, the invective, the uh, harsh, ugly, devastating. You know, again, too many words that could describe the level of audacity that racism has had and and inflicted on men women children with dark skin in this country and in the world for me to say that it's just a narrative or it's just some political ideology or that it's just a convenient slogan uh, to attach to no it's 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 real people are dying families are suffering and that is why Children's Services of Roxbury in its purity of wanting to do something and be a part of a solution decided to bring forth a platform where we could discuss these matters, discuss systemic racism, the impacts that it has, the, the symptoms, the products, the byproducts of systemic racism but furthermore not just to have a place in which or form in which to spout out the realities that we already know exist but actually to have a forum a thoughtful discussion forum about how we fix it how we how do we do it how do we work together how do we forge one boston how do we forge one community to solve the issues that is really why this forum or why that form certainly exists, but also why this form is an extension of that. And if you don't know, you're listening to Rocks Talks Radio, brought to you by Children's Services of Roxbury on WBCA 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. And Rocks Talks Radio, as I just spent the last several minutes unpacking, is, again, an extension of Children's Services of Roxbury's webinar series, Rocks Talks, which is a forum designed to give us space to unpack systemic racism as a community issue, but more importantly, how we as a community, as members of that community, as of, of the largest larger community, how we respond to it and what we do to actually generate solutions. And I'm a, I'm a fortunate contributor to this platform and supporter of this platform. I get the honor and privilege to be the host of Rockstalks Radio, both to extend that conversation through this platform, but also to introduce you to members of the CSR family, those who are staff, supporters, partners in this work, to build community, to strengthen families, and to contribute to what is the elimination of the of racism and its byproducts. So we're going to take a break, digest all that, take all that in. We're going to take a little bit of moment just to breathe some levity, some musical reprieve. And then when we come back, we'll talk more about Children's Services of Roxbury and the work that it does, and particularly the work that I do as part of that agency to contribute to the overall solutions around family, love, building community. Stay tuned for more Rock Talks Radio. Turning my pain into purpose is pretty much what I have done to start this foundation. In August 2020, after the death of George Floyd, Bridget Floyd and other family members established the George Floyd Memorial Foundation in support of the black community. It's going to take more than just us as a foundation. It's going to take the community, the world, to make a change. Fight for racial justice for the black community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Some call him Jehovah. Yes. Some call him Yahweh. Yes. Some call him Adonai. Yes. But we lift our eyes to heaven and call him Father. I stretch my You're the only power, power that can save this world today. Power. Yeah, you're the only power, power that can save this world today. Everybody come to praise God today. Hey, hey, welcome back to Rockstalks Radio and WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston Telling you guys, it sounding like Sunday morning church up in here Hope you don't mind Don't care what denomination you represent That music doesn't lift your spirit I'm just saying, check your post, man That is actually the Sunday service choir From the Jesus is Born album father's stretch i love that song just because again it's uh just a beautiful opening and uh you know some of the lyrics and that is that you know attesting to that only god can uh you know save and support and and heal what's actually happening in this world and uh you know listen again i'm i'm far from a religious um person you know i don't uh you know, claim to be any particular nomination myself. I do believe in, I have my own religious beliefs and I believe in God, but regardless of what you believe in, um, again, that that's really irrelevant in the sense that I believe we all can at least connect to the idea that this world is full of people who want to see it burned. You know, it's full of people who will steal, rob, Uh, cross their fellow human in order to get over, in order to, you know, be deceitful, in order to, you know, raise themselves what they consider to be above or get ahead. Um, Some way actually will go as far as to take people's lives, you know, for the most minuscule and minute of reasons. And I think in doing so, certainly for someone's, you know, it's one thing to be wronged. It's a whole other thing to, take someone's life or to wrong someone because of the color of their skin or because you feel as though they're inferior to you because of the color of their skin or because of where they come from or because of some identity that you think is beneath you or below you. I mean, I don't care again what religion you subscribe to or what God you claim to know or not know. Um, I think we should all be able to come to an agreement that that kind of person, that kind of action, that kind of spirit, um, deserves to be eradicated from this planet. And, um, at the risk of sounding dramatic, at the risk of sounding, uh, super grand, grandiose, you know, I feel privileged to be a part of a mission that is connected to that effort, you know, um, you know, I'd be lying if I told you that every morning I get up and I say, I'm going to wake up today and I'm going to eradicate racism or I'm going to solve the world's problems uh, by going to work today. That's certainly not a conscious idea that I have. But I will tell you that Children's Services of Roxbury, the organization and its mission, regardless of the consciousness that... Uh, each staff member and each person connected to that mission has each morning before they go and do the work that they do, I can tell you that the end result, the byproduct of that work certainly is the contribution to eradicating what ails and what destroys and what traumatizes the community. CSR Children's Services of Roxbury and its mission is all about building community, giving space for children and families to thrive, to be safe, to be healthy in a number of different ways through a number of different programs and services and that is just the reality, right? You know, um, you know for 400 plus almost 500 Members of the Children's Services of Roxbury family, and by that I mean the staff, by by more than almost 500 of them to get up every day and to do the work that they do, um, I can tell you the large majority uh, are not doing it because the paycheck is so amazing. Trust me, Uh, you know, and that's and and again, that's beyond just Children's Services of Roxbury. I can speak for the entire social services field when I say very, very few people do this work to get rich. I've yet to meet anybody who says, you know, you know, I'm going to go and uh, make my millions. I'm going to go and serve the community. (laughs) You know, that's very much. uh, I've rarely ever heard that as a conscious or an out loud thought. Um, But I will tell you that I've met hundreds, if not thousands of individuals in this community and beyond who do to do actually work because that's what they believe is that they wanna help the community, they wanna build community, they wanna serve the community and they wanna do it so that their children and their neighbor's children thrive and that they're safe, that they can avoid some of the pitfalls that are before them that are caused by uh, you know, the, 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 again, the poison and the, the destruction that racism causes. And, the, and the, the people and the spirits that enable racism and any ism for that matter. You know, we, we tend to concentrate on racism on this platform because that was the genesis. But be, make no mistake that when I am talking about the work that this agency does and agencies across the community that, that are like-minded and have other missions that are driven to building family and supporting children and helping the community get better it's not just about racism. It's about all the isms that impact any one of us. And, you know, I am a fortunate, privileged individual in that I'm able-bodied. I've certainly had the benefit of, you know, being a man in this country, men have certain privileges. I've had the fortunate um you know privilege of being educated uh, I have the fortunate privilege of being a parent. I have the fortunate privilege of being employed. you know I have the fortunate privilege of still having many of my faculties I mean I'm still very relatively young in my mid forties I'm fortunate and privileged to be able to have reached that age. I extend and I exist many many privileges well beyond You know, uh, you know that this platform even has time for me to to give credit to. And I imagine any one of you who are listening can likely do the same if you took inventory about all the different things that you can consider privileges in your life. We all have them, and one of the reasons why we have them, or many, or many of them, certainly is because there are other people in our life that care about us. There are other people around us, whether we're conscious of it or unconscious of it, that are dedicated to us being able to be privileged, for us to be able to exist, for us to be able to have a livelihood at all. And this is the piece that I think it's really misunderstood or certainly misconstrued when you start thinking about when I have when I have conversations or, or I'm exposed to to ideologies or thoughts that, you know, when people talk about diversity, equity and inclusion or anti-racism, that it's that it's somehow this leftist political far left ideology that's gone amuck, that we have strayed away from, um, you know, conservative conservative values and that, you know, we we. You know, where, where we're trying to move towards socialism or communism or some kind of way in which we are taking agency away from the individual and responsi- responsibility away from the individual, and that we rely solely on government and programs to to raise our families, like all that is nonsense, in my opinion. Now, are there nuggets of truth in there somewhere? Sure, there's always going to be exceptions to the rule, and there's always going to be examples in which you can point to, stats which you can draw from that may. Point out a certain, uh, uh, you know, uh, that may validate a certain belief or a certain claim. Of course, that, that happens on any side of either of any argument or of any any debate. But that's I'm not interested in that. You know, I, I can only speak from experience. I can only speak I statements. I can only tell you what I've been able to, you know, ascertain over again forty plus years of living. And I've again speaking back to privilege. I've been privileged enough to, to have many, many experiences, travel the world, experience many cultures, talk to many people, and from my sense, from my standpoint, from my perspective, we just have a long way to go in recognizing that in order for us to truly. Move towards eradication. You know, maybe it's just, it's just a completely illogical, pie in the sky, blind eyed optimist view to think that we can eradicate or dismantle systemic racism or any ism for that matter. But I can tell you that it really does start with an acknowledgement that we won't certainly get any f- closer to it if we don't appreciate each other's individual responsibility value and wisdom like we got to start there we got to start with it starts with the one-to-one starts with the face-to-face like i could really care less about what any individual one individual's um ethnicity race political leanings you know background is like I want to know, meaning when I say I don't care, not that I don't care literally, but meaning it's that is not something that's going to preclude me from giving you respect, from listening to your perspective, from 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 understanding and and listening to your story. And that's a really good point to, to unpack here, which is that we all have a story. Every single person, every individual has their own story with its own validity because it's that person's story. Right, wrong, good, bad, beautiful, ugly, whatever you want to attach to it, assign to it as a description, every single one of us has our story and if we give us if we give ourselves nothing else, nothing else, the one thing we can give each other is the respect of listening to our individual stories. Now, I'm not saying that's going to solve racism, and I'm not ignorant or or naive enough to think that that is by itself a solution or some kind of scientific, uh, uh, metric. And by which we're going to, again, end world problems. I'm, I'm not that naive, but I certainly think that it is a good place to at least start. It's certainly uh, a, a, a universal truth that we all have a story to tell that we all have lived a certain story. And that we all deserve at least the respect of being able to be heard, or for our story to be known. And if I can do nothing else except go into a space that, that is full of diversity—diversity diversity of thought, diversity of thinking, diversity of gender, diversity of race, diversity of ethnicity, diversity of culture, diversity of work—you know, uh, education, diversity of occupation, whatever, whatever it is. If I can go into a space of diversity and still feel like I belong, still feel included, still feel welcomed, then that's a space that is ripe for growth. And I think that's the kind of space in which we want to create at large. Now, is it easier said than done? You're damn right. You're absolutely right. It is. But it again. It is a. It is that's the mustard seed. My good friend and the CEO of Children's Services of Roxbury, Sandra McCroom, likes to remind me of that: the faith of a mustard seed, right? With just that, a multitude of blessings can grow. And I think. fundamental acknowledgement that we all are due respect for our individual stories is a great mustard seed. You know, it is, um, always hard to, uh, (laughs) realize that we don't have as much time as we think we do. Right. That's a realization that, uh, Sometimes we learn harder than others. On this program, I'm learning that um, 30 minutes is just not a long time to be able to share all of the things that uh, are in my heart, mind, and, and spirit when it comes to Rock Talks Radio, when it comes to Children's Services of Roxbury, when it comes to you know this very great platform on WBCA 102.9 FM Boston. I thank you on behalf of not only myself, but on behalf of Again, Children's Services of Roxbury, uh, an organization that I've had the privilege to be connected to for more than a decade and have dedicated umpteenth hours to supporting the mission of empowering children, uh, or rather, um, bringing peace of mind to children and families across the Commonwealth. And so, if you want to find out more, um, if this if Talks Radio is something that you enjoy, if you want to continue to find out more about the agency that brought you this platform... Uh, please, I encourage you, you can go to www.csrox.org, csrox.org to find out more. If you want to listen to Rocks Talks Radio, tune in to WBCA 102.9 FM Boston every Tuesday at 7 p.m. for more Rocks Talks Radio. Uh, and you can also uh, tune in to our other programming, uh, the VIP show, which is a youth-produced um radio show as well, but um, there's a lot going on, a lot of great, amazing stuff happening at this organization that I could spend another 30 minutes talking to you about, and guess what, I will do that the next time you hear me on Rockstalks Radio, hopefully I'll have another member of the Rockstalks, excuse me, of the CSR family with me to share that time with you, but until then, be well, be safe, good people, always a pleasure to be with you on Rockstalks Radio.